Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Gateway Comics and Toys. Gateway is located at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our website is gatewaycomicsandtoys.com where you can find more information about our store, including hours, new releases, and specials for the week. Our social media is under Gateway Comics and Toys as well, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, good evening, and welcome, everybody, to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, July 22nd. Uh, I actually almost forgot the date there, guys. Um, I am your host, Rando, and I got my co-host over here. Tommy, say hello. Hello. Olivia, say hello. How's it going? Uh, Enos is on his way in. He is stuck in traffic. I'm going to buy the boy a teleporter as soon as I get <laughs> myself one. I want one. Right. How's everyone's uh, weekend? Mine was all right until Sunday when the air conditioner went out. Oh, oh yeah, no. that would suck. Fortun fortunately, they were able to get someone out here on Monday, and it was in the evening on Sunday, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But yeah, that was that was a little bit of an uncomfortable time there. Yeah, it's <clears throat> I, I'm having to mow my lawn in in phases. You know, like do a little like a half hour at the end of each day. And, and Tommy has seen my house. I have a lot of yard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do. We're we're fortunate enough to have a riding mower, so I can get mine done in about ten or fifteen minutes. So even if it's like super hot out, well, I have I can, a tractor can, and a bush hog for what I like to call the back forty, but I can't use it inside the the gated area. So, yeah. All righty, uh, Olivia, how was your weekend? Pretty good, pretty busy, but pretty good. Busy is always good, especially yeah. if it's busy in the store, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely worked all weekend. All right, cool. Hey, let's go into the news items. Um, Olivia, I, I actually want to hear this one you have because I didn't read this until you said something about it. Yeah, so I kind of talked about some of the stuff that X-Men is doing with their titles um, after some of their um, books that are coming out in the future got put on the chopping block thanks to all the COVID issues. But now they just dropped the name of the new big baddie that's going to be an X of Swords, one of their new books that's set to come out in October. There's one definite name, and then there's one rumored, which sounds really cool. The definite name, um, it's X of Swords, so it's going to be the Sword Barrows of Araco. It's going to be this group of kind of, um, it's almost like the Court of Owls in Batman. Uh. That's a comparison. But the rumored mysterious one, which sounds really cool, they're talking about Mystique. Ooh. So that'll be really interesting to see. I'm definitely excited for that to come out. Especially if she's running that, that group, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. which you know that would be a very mystique thing to do yes absolutely right uh plus uh, we need a good mystique story so yeah she's she's a, a a great villain and you know i don't think she's you know being used as well as she could be her and madam mask those are always two really good uh villains that i don't think are ever being utilized enough so tommy do you remember yes do you remember the iron man when he was talking about how he how he slept like with with Madam Mask, and they said, "Well, who's that?" It's like she looks like Doctor Doom, and it's like, why would you be bragging about sleeping with a woman that looks like Doctor Doom? <laughs> I forget which one it was, but I thought that was hilarious. I, I, was like, wow, I thought I remember that they never revealed what what that he never saw her face. She had the mask on I don't the think, whole time. Yeah, I have no idea what she, what her actual face looks like. I don't <laughs> think they've ever drawn her without the mask. Um, Tommy, what is your news story? Uh, yours is another one too that you uh, told me what it was. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't hear this. So go ahead. So, Hello. Starting in October, The Walking Dead is going to be reprinted in color. Oh, okay, which, right. Now, yeah, which was, yeah. So um, well, I got two. I got that one and the other one. Well, so. I was going to say I thought I also read that Kirkman said there's going to be like some some additional stuff added for the color editions. Oh, okay. Now, now that I did not read, but um, I did read that it was going to be that they were going to start re-releasing them in color. So, from my understanding, they're just going to re-release the whole series as long as it sells in color. So. 
guess if you're a Walking Dead fan and that's something you're interested in, go for it. I, I was never a huge fan, so I probably won't be going into that. But, you know. Yeah. Probably it sounds one. like they may be expanding on the Negan storyline. Um, a couple weeks ago, the publishers put out Negan Lives, which was a Walking Dead yeah. one shot. They basically did that just to help comic stores out because it's always going to sell. Walking Dead stuff is pretty popular. Right. Um, but from what I've read, it sounds like it is going to be some more Negan content, which is pretty cool. Plus, well, and one thing I'm wondering about is this this um, book ran for what was it like 17 years or something like that? I'm like, are they really going to have enough interest in reprinted colors to run another 17 years? I mean, I hope for their sake they do because more power to them. That's a you know cash cow, but you know, I just that that was kind of what I was wondering. They it's still as popular as ever. Walking Dead. Really? Huh. Well, I, all I know is I was I read like the first 12 hardcovers. And I got kind of tired of it. Uh, here's the new bad the guys. Oh, we've beaten the bad guys. Oh, wait, wait. Here's the new bad guys. Oh, wait, we beat those bad guys. Oh, here's the new bad guys. I'm like, really? My, my, my wife is a huge fan of the TV series. And I tell her, and, and I, I I don't care for it. And, you know, I, I told her, I said, it's because there's one of two plot lines. It's either we need to get here, we're here, and we need to get over there. And there's all these zombies in our way. <laughs> Or right. we have we have this safe place to live, and these people want to kill us for our safe place right. to live. That that's The Walking Dead in a nutshell. She she got me to watch one episode with her after having not seen it for like three or four seasons. I watched the episode and I was completely not lost at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh look, like, I haven't seen this for like four seasons, and I'm I'm not lost. I I know what's going wow. on. That's yeah, that's the book is better than the show. I was like, that's, that's you're gonna have to pull that mic a little bit. Closer yeah, Enos, to you're gonna have to pull your mic closer to you. All right, Tommy, so, your other story. This is the one that I was actually surprised about. Batgirl well, is ending with issue fifty. And actually, maybe I need to say not surprised. Um, did they say why they're ending it? They didn't. I, I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's say one of two reasons: either sales, or you know, their tendency, like, okay, we're changing the creative team, so let's start again with a number one with seventeen new covers. Okay, well now, now hang on. DC's kind of pulled back on that a bit with the whole constant DC rebooting has, and, and the multiple covers on reboots. Uh, they're still doing multiple covers, but they're not doing like six or seven. Right. They're 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 not like on Marvel's level. I'll agree with you on that. Now, but I'm assuming I'm assuming the, I guess this, the the title's not selling well. Well, let's let's be honest. Uh, Barbara Gordon Barbara Gordon was her most interesting when she was Oracle. Yes. I, mm-hmm. No argument I, I there. Personally, personally, I would like to see Stephanie Brown back. Oh, I would love Stephanie Brown the, when she had the Batgirl suit with the like the purple trim on yep. the side. That was a fantastic I, I love, version. I love, yes, I love Barbara. I love Barbara's Batgirl. I love Barbara's Oracle. But for whatever reason, I just I, would, I prefer Stephanie. I think she made a better. Well, Batgirl. it was really good when Barbara was Oracle and Stephanie was Batgirl, and there was that whole little thing where Barbara's like. Oh. Telling nurses, you need to know what you're doing because right. you're going to get and, yourself hurt. And we, exactly. talked, we talked about Barbara as, as Oracle before when we came down to it. She was, in a lot of ways, the backbone of the DC superhero com- community. You know? right. Very much so. So, so it, it, I wouldn't mind seeing her going back to that. That was that was a well, big thing. Going back to the put her back in the Birds of Prey and being being that role again. I think you and I and Enos, uh, I think all of us were really upset when New Fifty Two came out and the spine was fixed and she was Batgirl again. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Olivia, you might be able to weigh in. What are the sales of Batgirl looking like? Okay. So, from a comic store perspective, the darker DC stuff does always sell really well. Um, Batgirl, it's if you were a fan of Batgirl, you're going to buy the book. So, we still have pretty good sales on that. But all the death metals, the Joker War stuff is going to be huge. Those are what's really selling right now. I know that Batgirl. 50 is rumored to be a part of the Joker War. It's on the list. I'm not sure if it's going to be a big part of it or if it's just some sort of tie-in. I definitely watch out for that. But I will say I think they're moving in the direction of all the the black label books and kind of moving away from some of their um, you know, more classic characters a little bit. Well, you know what? Uh ooh. Oh. Oh. What? Dude, I just had a thought. So, if you check in the back in the Batman books, there is a checklist for the Joker Wars. And it shows mm-hmm. you the main title and all the tie-ins. Batgirl, like 46 to 50, is a tie-in. How about he shoots her again? Or, oh. or they revert Ooh. back oh, to Oracle. Something. Oh. What, what if something happens in Batgirl 50 which from Joker War that causes the end of the title? Because they said that, um, and I'll, it, 
um, elaborate on this a little bit more, but they have said that there is going to be some major changes at the end of Joker War when, when it hits 100. Right. So this could very well be remember, one of them. Remember, at the, in Rebirth, when Batman sat in the Mobius chair, he said, who's Joker? And the Mobius Guess chair what, said, which, which one? one? So, oh, I was just thinking, mm. I, I'll bet you the ending of Batgirl ties right into Joker War. Oh, boy. So, all right, Enos, what's your news item? Okay, my news item was one that created a, created a bit of controversy on the Batman page the other day. In case you <laughs> haven't seen it, there's a new, there's been a picture circulating of Batman's new costume, which is um, very reminiscent, which I can't see it at all, but I'll take their word for it. Of George Clooney's costume in the, Batman and Robin, it's the silver. Yeah, it's the. I guess it's the silver that does it. Come Isn't to, that the one that had the bat nipples? No, no, no. There's no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, but um, come to find out, all of the hoopla over this prompted James Tenyon the fourth, the primary writer on Batman to come to, to make a statement and say that this is not his costume. He's only wearing it in a dream sequence during the Joker War storyline. So um, I was mixed on it. I liked it, but it definitely didn't fall within Batman's MO of using the dark to his advantage. But I, um, but, but it was, at least we'll get to see it in the book, but at least there's a lot, there are a lot of people who are relieved that it's not going to be his suit going forward. And and yeah. I have to admit, I'm one of them. See, I'll, I'll go on record and say I thought it looked awful. Yeah, I, I guess I'm in a minority. I liked it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I did too. I did too. But it was just that if they just darkened it a little bit, and if they um the chest plate was perfect, if they had just put the chest plate and the rest of the costume, the red, the rest of the clock costume in the same color as the chest plate and everything, that would have been perfect. You know why I liked it? It looked really reminiscent of the blue and the gray out of The Dark Knight Returns. That's why I thought it was really nice yeah. looking. Yeah, and in I fact, thought about that. Since Tinian did say that it's, it's, uh, p- takes place in a dream, but that it has a very specific purpose in the dream, um, it probably ties in there too. So I, I, I liked it um, when I saw the, his, basically his retraction where he was saying, hey, don't get you know, too bent out of shape. It's, mm. it's not sticking around. Right. I was like, oh, so uh, in other words, you're, you're backing off now. And I got another small bit, another news I forgot to send to you last night. Um, if any of you are, um, and probably Olivia probably could weigh in on this, there has been um, a mass, not necessarily a mass exodus, but there are a lot of creators leaving Dynamite Entertainment. Oh, I see. I didn't hear this. Yes. And the reason for that, and this is something that has piqued my curiosity because I've told you about I was wanting to try and, and do something with them. Um, there's this thing going on called Comicsgate, which basically has the comic book creative comic book creative community up in arms because there are a lot of creators who feel that diversity is being forced. You can you, you can argue either way on that, right. on that, and but um, and they are and and when when you talk to some of the folks who are supporting this. They are saying they're all for, you know, more independence than independence and what have you. But there have been some people who have supported this and creators who have taken it to the extreme. One of those was threatening the widow of the late Darwin Cook. Oh, that's not cool. And that's not cool at all. Especially for all for the short time that he was with us, the contributions and the impact that he made on comics and he made the old school cool again. I think that's kind of screwed up, especially when he's not here to defend her for those for those people to be doing that. I'm gonna look on look in on this and bring some more back next week. But I just wanted to add that and one and one of the most notable um people who are part of this I've heard is Ethan Van Skyver and Chuck Dixon. Yeah, yeah. Well. So so I'm gonna have more on this next week. But um yes, there and there and this is some um, exits that are major, some major impact is making big news. So I'll have more next week. See, that's, that's actually uh, it's almost kind of upsetting because Diamond is, is coming right up behind Image. 
right. as far as publisher status, them and Boom. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Diamond, and I will freely admit my guilty pleasure reads from them, is, uh, I love the Betty Page series they do right. um, because it's the whole, you find out that Betty Page was secretly a government agent, which has been hysterical. Right. It works really good. But surprisingly, all the Van Perilla stuff has been really good. Um, especially, and you're going to laugh, but Tommy will agree with me, the Red Sonja Van Perilla meet Betty and Veronica. That's that, fantastic. That oh, book oh, yeah, actually I, I, works. I, you guys <laughs> talked about that before. It's a lot better than it has any right to be. Right. And, and some of the other, and, and, and I have been a big fan of Dynamite Entertainment because I bought the, when they did the, the um, $6 million man right. run, they the, they had to run with the, the last Phantom, which was very well done. I had an issue with a few things on that, but for the most part, I enjoyed that. But you know what? My bread and butter was the Green Hornet. Right. And I'm I'm kind of saddened to hear about while this is going on. But like I said, I really can't elaborate on any more. I need to get in. I need to yeah, look it's, up. It's just breaking. So, all right. So here's my news item. Um, and, I, and I know Madman's just going to be like, yeah. Um, so, Olivia, stock up on this because you're going to get a lot of new people jumping on. Fantastic Four number 25. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are getting a new artist, but we're also apparently getting some new villains. FF is getting some new costumes. And there's going to be, they said, a huge change in the status quo of the team. So I don't know if that means. Wait, this is, wait, wait, this is, this is Marvel. It's a number 25. They're changing one of the creators on it, but not rebooting to number one. Right. <laughs> All right, look, so. That's why the thunderstorms. We need, on. we need to turn a leaf and quit dissing on Marvel. Yes. Because, in fact, I'm going no, to actually put a retraction. Remember the other week when I said uh, the what's happened thus far in Marvel Comics? And I'm like, this is, I have to take that back, Marvel. I apologize because I actually read that. It was basically telling you this is what happened before the world went to hell and then we had to stop publishing. Ah, okay. So it was like, now, if you, know, if you forgot what happened, this is where it was. Um, yes, there you go. So I went back and read a, I read a lot of it. I'm like, okay, now now I have to go back and kiss my rear end. And <laughs> some well, I'll be jumping in on it because I, you know, you and I, we've talked before. I've always been a big fan of Fantastic Four. Yeah, so uh, I'm really when they say there's a change to the status quo. Traditionally, that has always meant that a member's leaving and someone's taking their place. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. And they're also saying this is going to be permanent this time, though. Oh, it's not going to be a revolving well, well, door. Well, look how long Krista was with them. Look how long She-Hulk, She-Hulk was Oh, man. I loved when She-Hulk was she, with them. That, <laughs> John, this is why I think creators come and go and creators have create their own legacies. I get that. But John Byrne, when he does something, he leaves an indelible mark on it that makes everybody, okay, let's see if you can top this. Yeah, that, that was a good run. All right, show and tell. Uh, so tonight, uh, Enos and I both have, in fact, a so does uh, Olivia. Tommy, you might be the odd man out. Uh, our show and tell tonight um, actually ties into our subject matter. So I'm yes, gonna, mine. You're just too? Great. Tonight we are covering the Brave and the Bold series. So Enos brought in Brave and the Bold number 147, Batman and Supergirl. This is the very first uh, first pairing of the two of them in that book, and three issues later, which wound up be well, three issues later, the 150th issue, um, featured the one character that had never been part of the Brave and the Bold team up, and that was of course Superman. Yep. So this is we're gonna really have a good time with this one tonight. Uh, I brought in. I actually had two copies of this. I I double bought it somehow. I don't know what what happened there but i have brave in the bold number 62 starman and black canary also guest starring wildcat there in the corner love wildcat yeah Yeah. that's very cool yep uh i wanted i wanted to bring in my one with batman and the flash with the uh, the neil adams cover and uh you can't hurt hurt bork but bork can hurt you right uh so hey madman did you have one i didn't see one over here no i didn't i didn't have any brave in the bold i told you that earlier okay uh Tommy, go ahead. All right. So mine is from the uh, from the third series of Brave and the Bold, but is Brave and the Bold number thirty three. Oh, cool. Um, Brian, yeah, Bob. Wonder Woman, Zatanna, and Batgirl. So this this is, is is a funny book because for whatever reason, I don't know why, but but copies of this sell for upwards of fifty bucks. Apparently, the story ties into Batman: The Killing Joke. But it came out in July of 2010, so I don't know. Retcon, I guess. 
but but yeah, it it's uh, like I said, the, the the book sells for upwards of fifty bucks for some unknown reason. I paid two ninety nine for it because I bought it, you know, off <laughs> off the rack. There's a part of me that wants to sell it because I can get so much more for it than what you know I bought it for. But then there's the other part of me that says I have this whole run, and if I sell it, yeah. I'll be missing this book, right? And I can't keep it. it. Yeah, keep so it I can't run. get rid of it. What but I have no idea why this. Open this, up and reread it. You'll find out why it's tied to Killing Joke. Well, well, no, I I know it's tried to kill. I don't know why it sells for fifty bucks. I mean, I gotcha. So yeah, it, I'll make that my homework. I'll I'll give you guys an answer next week. Yes, yeah, because Marty here, uh-huh. <laughs> Olivia's going to win show and tell. You weren't here earlier. Uh, guys oh, out yeah, there yeah, listening and watching, uh, uh, Olivia just won this week. Go ahead, Olivia. <laughs> I actually didn't even show you the other cool one, so I'll start with the other cool one. Um, Brave and the Bold oh, seventy four. Uh, Ooh, look Which at that. after issue <laughs> oh, seventy four is when it became exclusively Batman just tied ups. into Batman. Yeah, the metal. The cool, like cool one. Metal Here we go. Fans, Hang on, Enos. Oh my god! Oh, 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 vision. The vision. It's a really pretty copy. Too. My man. <laughs> yes. All right. What's the price tag on that puppy? Two seventy five. God. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there, that's that's not even the best book we got in today. It was a cool day, cool day. <laughs> God, I hate her sometimes. Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and her dad does it to me all the time. It goes in her. You want to see what I bought at the show? No, Ed, I don't. Uh, right. I came in with thirty and that's bucks. That's exactly what happened the entire day. <laughs> so, so Randy, I was, I, was, I was I was in there this past weekend. I went I went in, and he showed me that Avengers four in person. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, is it still yeah. there? It's still there. I think the floor was a little wet, you know, because I drooled through my mask. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway. It is no longer there. Oh, is, is oh, it, it sold, sold or did you send it mm-hmm. off? Somebody's picking up this week. Nice. All righty. Damn, there we don't want. So we're going to talk about the comic series Brave and the Bold. Um, and we're going to concentrate on the first run because that is the important run. Um, I know they did two more after it ended in 1983, but the one that they started in 1955 is the one we're going to concentrate on. So, Enos, I know you're itching to talk about this because of the importance <laughs> it has to Batman, but let's hit the stuff that was important about that book before we get there. Okay. Um, so, like, it actually started as an anthology series um, with, like, uh, the Viking Prince, Silent Night, Robin Hood, uh, Golden Gladiator. So it was doing all those, you know, mythical characters or what have you. Um, but around issue 25 is when they decided, well, we're going to make this a tryout book for new characters. Um, and then what happened? Three issues. Well, 25, the tryout book, it started with Suicide Squad. Um, because remember, it has a really weird cover with like the, uh, the, the dragon hand with like right. dragon uh, heads on it. Um, so, and that was illustrated by Ross Andrew, uh, which I wow. didn't know that. Um, but three issues later, Julia Schwartz hires Gardner Fox and Mike Kikowski for what? To create justice. Star of the yes, Conqueror. indeed. Star of the Conqueror. Star of the Conqueror. That's right. That is a Star of the, the Conqueror cover. Parents, uh, one of the greatest villains ever, Star of the Conqueror. He was going up against a, a minor league team, someone called the Justice League. I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, this this sets the pace um, for the Silver Age DC to because it became how, how do I put this? It became their common practice. Well, we want to introduce a character, but we don't want to commit a book to them. Put him in Brave and the Bold, and if they like it, then we'll spin off. Because Justice League only shows up two more times right. before they're like, okay, give them their own series. Exactly. Um, and this format carries over also to Showcase. Showcase did the same thing. Premiere over here, okay, the kids are liking it, give them their own book. And didn't and didn't uh, we wind up getting the Silver Age Carter Hall, uh, the yes. Silver Age Hawkman as yes. a result of this? Absolutely. They came in either uh, an issue, what, 34, it looks like here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hawkman and Hawkgirl, first Silver Age appearance of them? A- absolutely, yes. Uh, but then, uh, issues like 45 through 49, they start doing this weird thing with the, the strange sports stories. Which is weird. I, I don't yeah. know. So, it became, it was a tr- so I'm just trying to figure out the, the logic here, DC. <laughs> yeah. It was a tryout book. Did you run out of characters? Hey, let's do some silly sports stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they're just like fishing, you know, like you said, Showcase was doing something similar. So they're just probably fishing to see if, if it would work. Well, let's I'm see assuming what, by the fact that it was only a few issues that it didn't. So well, let's see what back. we got here because I printed this off because it's a long list. So we get the famous Hawkman and Hawkgirl in 34 and 36. So 37 through 39, we get Suicide Squad again. Okay. And then 40 through 41, we get Cave Carson. Okay. 42 through 44, Hawkman and Hawkgirl again which I'm assuming they must go to their own series after that because 45 through 49 are all strange sports uh, titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then issue 50, dun, da, da, they realized, hey, let's make this a team-up book. And they struck on a winning formula. So who was the first team-up? Do you know who the first team-up was? I think it was Green Arrow. Green and Arrow Wolf, and Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. God, you all are good. Martian Manhunter is, is a favorite of mine. I, I think he's really underutilized. And he he's underappreciated. He's one of the best characters DC has, and he's the heart well, and soul of the Justice League. He's he's said it before in a book. He says, "I'm I'm on par with Superman," and people seem to forget about that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, four issues later, issue fifty-four. You don't have issue fifty-four there, do you, Olivia? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't. We get the teaming of Robin, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. Um, who will become the Teen Titans, even though they're not referred to that as Teen Titans here, nope. I don't think, right? So nope. it, says, it says here, first appearance of then-unnamed Teen yeah. Titans. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think they don't actually name them Teen Titans um, for like another six issues because they show up again in issue 60, right? And isn't that where we get the first appearance of Wonder Girl? Yes. Yes, So it would be. That's when I'd like to find issue 60, the first Wonder Girl. I could put it right next to my Batman 181. My, my 4.5. Yep, Batman. right next to Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember you buying it. You bought that, what, last year, didn't you? A couple years ago. A couple years ago, okay. I, I, I pulled a Tommy. I kept looking at it, kept agonizing, and a couple <laughs> hours later, I finally pulled the trigger and said, yeah, let me have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tend to do that for a bit to make sure I'm spending my money on exactly what I want. But uh, the team-up, so they started Issue 50 with team-ups. You know who else we get during that run after Issue 50? Metamorpho. In 57, yeah. It's the first appearance of Metamorpho. So just like um, Showcase, this is a lot of premieres of characters in this book. Um, and, and that's the funny thing. You would think at the time that if they already had one book doing it, you wouldn't need another. But ap- apparently the formula was working, so they just said, let's launch another title and do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it, did, it worked for quite some time. Right. And then issue 59. And issue 59, it primarily becomes a Batman team-up book. Now, that's not when he takes it over, but that's when they start focusing more on Batman. It's issue 74 mm-hmm. where they're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and make it Batman every month with somebody else. And here's the irony. Why was that, Enos? Because of the increase in popularity of the uh, television series. Exactly. So that shows you, again, that that TV show saved that character. <laughs> Yeah, because World's Finest was going on at this time as well, wasn't it? Wasn't that yes. a Superman well, Batman yep. team? Well, you got to remember, World's Finest started back in the 40s, and that right. was a Superman Batman from the get go. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's saying, when they started changing the logos, too. This right. is 74. Metal Man, and started prominently displaying the Batman logo. Stop bragging. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> See, just because it's like, oh, I have that book. Hang on a second. By the way, I right do. Here. Let me just. I only grabbed a small stack. There's an entire long box of them over there. Yeah, no. Yes, let's show you all the great comics. Yeah, she was like, I, I only grabbed a small stack. Yeah, I should stack. walk down there and just start pulling them out. What, what she's not telling you is, I, I just grabbed a small stack the whole time going, oh, this will make him cry. Oh, this will make him cry. Oh, yeah, they'll hate me for this. <laughs> I'm going to make these fools hurt. Right. Oh, yes. And with a and smile on my face. Look at all the great stuff face. I have that you don't. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. It says, hey, look what we got at the store today. How much yeah. money do you have? <laughs> And then there's the first appearance of Two-Face that I didn't pull out. That was going to be my other choice. Oh, wow. Vision. Must have been a tough call. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Enos, let's go ahead and start talking. uh, And guys, also, too. Not just Enos, but I just know that he's chomping at the bit on this (laughs) one. Let's talk about the importance of Brave and the Bolt from issue 74 to 200. One of the, in addition to the popularity of Batman, we got the opportunity to see him teamed up with people in the, with characters in the DC universe who normally did not who did not have a title or they were had backup 
um stories in other books one of the good one of the things that i got from the one of the things i loved about the brave and the bold is that this book whets your appetite for other characters my very first comic book was the brave and the bold number 101 with uh batman and metamorpho and that introduced me to probably one of the most unsung yet premier Batman artist in the history of the medium. That's Jim Apparel. Right. And um, from that point on, that book, out of all the Batman titles, I would get Batman here and there. I would get Detective here and there. But the book that I read religiously was The Brave and the Bold because I got an opportunity to see characters or be introduced to characters that – um, you didn't really hear about. Now, at the same time, um, during the course of this, there was a lot of DC characters on television. There was the uh, 68 Batman television uh, animated series. Then it went to the Superman, Green Lantern um, episodes, the Atom, Hawkman, all of those guys. Everyone except Martian Manhunter. So everyone with the Brave and the Bold being out and Filmation showing these ser- these um, characters in their animated adventures, it was a win-win. So, but but as time went on, we started seeing Batman, like we said, being the, the staple. But Jim Apparel wound up being the mainstay for that book. With other artists coming in off and on up until 200, but with the guy that I really liked, I'm I was I embraced Bob Haney through both television and through comics because Bob Haney wrote a lot of the episodes for the Aquaman animated series, the Teen Titans shorts, the Green Lantern shorts, the out of the Adam shorts, and the Justice League of America shorts that appeared during the um, 60s and 70s. And, um, but the, but one of the guys that came and really took it, said it and sent the brave and the bold in the stratosphere was a writer by the name of Mike W. Barr, who, uh, um, Randy and I were talking about last week, who wrote, uh, Camelot 3000. And he was one of the most solid writers on that book. And, um, Randy and I were talking about this. It was because of him we started, um, we, we became fans of Adam Strange. Right. So it's funny, you mentioned Jim Aparo. The, the first book that he does in Brave and the Bold um, is issue 98. And he teams Batman with another one of your favorite characters, Phantom Stranger. Phantom Stranger. <laughs> so, I, I, so I was going to ask you, do you have that book in your collection? Because that's got to be a must-have. I, I, I do, don't think so. I but bet Olivia's got in a stack I, over I'm there. pretty sure she does. Look, she's already, like, she's already digging for like, to look yeah, at. Yeah, it. You don't have it. You will Yeah, see. let me hurt Enos to the core tonight. <laughs> Let me let, let, let me strike him right dead to in his heart. <laughs> the earliest one I have in my hand is sixty nine, Batman and the Green Lantern. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Well, well, it's funny. So just in my hand. Before the <laughs> before the show started, she said, uh, "Oh yeah, that Dad bought a collector this week, and it had like almost an entire run of Brave and the Bold." And we're meantime, yeah. we're both like, "Shut up!" Uh, all right. Wow. Okay. Right. Well, just hurt us. Why don't you, Olivia? I'm, I'll tell you we're getting over. Being nice, I only grabbed like five. <laughs> <laughs> that was me showing restraint. <laughs> if it had been me, I would have bought the whole stack like this. Right. Look at this. This is all stuff. And I just look, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> she'd, she'd have been like, we're going to do an hour show and tell of just me and Brave and Bold. And like, well, Tommy, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Look at all the cool stuff we have. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, Tommy would have been like, look at this. Yeah. I would have been salt and some cuts. Oh my God, yes. So, why don't you guys, um, Tommy and Olivia, tell me some stuff about Brave and a Bold in a Batman run? Because I know a couple that I had that I really liked. Well, it, it looks like when they started the Batman run, they were they, they were basically teaming him up with some, from from what I'm thinking, it's, it's some people that they're trying to, to get over here. Like, you know, you're looking at the Metal Man, the Spectre, um, first Silver Age appearance of Plastic Man. The, you know, the one that really that I find is really weird is they team him up with Eclipso. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that in here, which is, you know, it's, it's historically a, a villain, you know? Right. Uh, well, I think he's always been a villain, hasn't he? Yeah. I, it, 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 it was, he was a very unique character because 
he was a decent guy, but when he was in possession of that black diamond, his his dark side came out and took over, and you look and he had an eclipse over his face. Yeah, like, it was the diamond that would turn right. people evil. If yeah, it, if it came in your possession, yeah, because he was mostly yeah. up against uh, mostly a, a specter villain. But don't but don't they also later on establish that Eclipso was actually a separate entity and and not uh, the evil side of the guy that uh, owned I think the they did because I, yeah. I want to say when they did his own miniseries with that stupid gimmick of the actual plastic diamond on the cover that no yeah. one could bag on board that stupid freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Tommy. What were you saying? But yeah, because because it, it was like you get the first Silver Age appearance, Plastic Man, um, the Atom, uh, a Dead Man team up. Uh, the creeper. So it oh, looks yeah. like it was, so it looks like they were trying to, you know, you know, pair some lesser known guys with um you know with Batman to see about, you know, you know, kind of test the waters to see what they had there for for their own series and everything like that. I, I which remember, is a pretty, which is a pretty good idea. I remember one of the ones that I actually bought off the newsstand because I saw the cover and I didn't buy it because I was so much interested in the character. As much as I was like, how in the hell are you doing this? It was Batman and Commandy. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, oh, the last ball on earth. I'm like, how are you going to pull that off? <laughs> yeah, I guess Batman went into the you know distant dystopian future. I really can't remember to to, to be honest. I seem to remember yeah. reading it, thinking, okay, you're you're kind of like cutting some corners to get there, but it'll work. And another yeah, thing, have, go ahead, Tommy. I'm we, sorry, we, man. I was gonna say we get the first silver slash bronze age appearance of Wildcat up in here. Oh yeah, so, we do. Yeah. So good, yeah, good stuff. Like I said. It's a great idea to try to, to team these, you know, lesser known characters with Batman to, to stoke some interest. Well, we also get, uh, go ahead, Olivia. Oh, no, your friend. I was just going to say, well, that's the great marketing ploy behind the series is people are going to buy it because it's brave in the whole. They can introduce whatever character they want and can do whatever weird storylines yeah. they want with it. I mean, there's, there's some really interesting ones. Like um, one of the ones earlier I was going to bring up, I got to look at the issue again. I just had it. Issue 68, Batman Becomes a Bat-Hulk. I, was, I have not read that. I want to like, find that. I saw that, yeah, I too, saw and I'm like, what the hell's a Bat-Hulk? Exactly. I was kind of wondering what that means. I was like, Bat-Hulk, is he green? Well, I And mean, then issue 111, the Batman and the Joker team up. That's the second one, too. They do it twice. Each other. They team up. And if you look at the cover of that, it's stay back. Nobody lays a yeah, hand on my partner, hand on my partner. Joker. Right, right. That's um, one. That's another one that I'm going to get to add to the collection. Well, guess what? Olivia's got a whole freaking oh, runner brave and a ball that just I mean, came in the store. She's I'm probably... sure. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 I has them all the way back going to number one. She just doesn't want to show them. One of the Not, things I don't think number one. <laughs> one of the things that I loved about the. Um, Brave and the Bold also doing because Randy, you and I were in high school when this really started heating up. Um, one of the characters that I've always liked was or or characters was the Challengers of the Unknown. Yeah, and that they are a very underrated team of adventurers. And one of the things that I was so happy about. When Cartoon Network did the Batman Brave and the Bold animated series, is that they stuck with the same formula and brought in people that you normally who didn't have an opportunity to be on or who didn't either to have their own series be spotlighted on Justice League or they didn't you just didn't know who they were. And I was so elated to see during the Starro, the Conqueror storyline, where they brought in the challenges of the unknown. And I would really love to see uh, CW, excuse me, to pick them up and do something with them because I would tune in to watch that. That could be a really cool live action show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. Olivia, uh, you got anything else here? Brave and a Bold, Batman. So versus... Because um, another interesting thing that I was reading about is it's always Batman teamed up with someone, but then sometimes they'll throw in Batman and this person versus. And one of right. the cool ones was Wonder Woman versus Catwoman. Nice. Oh, nice. Or not Catwoman. Oh, it does say Catwoman. I looked at it and I was like, wait, is this Cheetah? Did I see the wrong <laughs> thing? <laughs> what? 
at you know, uh, and I, then Neil oh, Adams. I mean, didn't he start out in this series as well? Neil Adams, Batman. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He um in the in the uh Batman Green Arrow team up team up. The senator's been shot. I believe that was the title. Nerd. Yeah, no, I'm not. A mean, <laughs> I know. Mean, I'm like uh, trying to find it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had it here just a few moments ago. Hold on, just. Well, while they're looking that up, you know, another character I didn't realize premiered in this was uh, there was an uh, Aquaman Adam team up, and that's the first appearance of Volko. Uh, Volko oh, okay. Um, who becomes a major character in the Aquaman uh, Aquaman stories? I mean, and even in the last in the movie, yeah, it was a major character. Um, so, yeah. huge bunch of uh, great appearances. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So, uh, what a great issue for him to premiere on. Neil Adams' uh, first work was the Dead Man team up on issue seventy nine. Mm. 79, yep, with Dead Man. That's always been an intriguing character to me, too, oh, yeah. Dead Man. Oh, yeah. And I think it was number 85 that debuted Green Arrow in his new look. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the first, first Green appearance of Green Arrow in his new look. I think the name of the book was The Senator's Been Shot, I guess. I know that that's what was on oh, the Oliver cover. Queen. That's yeah. right. I've always liked uh, Green Arrow, too. That's always been a good one. And, he, and coincidentally... He was also one of the mainstays of the Brave and Bold era. He made more a lot of appearances during the, that book. But it's funny that Olivia mentioned it. One of my favorite um, um, Brave and the Bold adventures was a two-parter where Batman, the Green Lan- and Green Arrow went up against the Joker and Two Face, and the, excuse nice. me, Two Face had the coin. Well, was flipping his coin, and um, he was trying to um, he had Batman riding this horse. He, he had to make sure he stuck the, the um lance in the hole that that hole was jousting at, and the hole was moving. In the second half of that issue, we come to find out they brought a third person in, the Adam. The Adam was on the circle and made it go towards Batman's lance so he could pierce it so that they could free Green Arrow. So it'd be brave Issues in the bold 129 and the tiny. through 130. 129, I think it was, yes. Yeah. So yep, Green Arrow team up, co-starring the Adam, the Joker, and Two Face. Yep. Well, and and you know, going back to the Joker team up, uh, because I said he does it twice, the second one is this 118. Uh, because it's Batman, Wildcat, and Joker. Uh, but apparently, I guess in 111. It starts off um, as them teaming up, but then it becomes putting the two of them against one another. So right. I don't know what happens in issue one eighteen. It, it, it looks kind of like they're all versing him. So, oh, well, you says, know, if the Joker's there. It's only going to be a matter of time before you know. Right. The cover oh, actually he, says co-starring <laughs> the Joker. So I don't know. That, that's probably another one. And you know, for a long time, anything that had Joker on the cover went through the roof price yeah. wise. Yeah. So I would bet that's like, still pretty much the case. Yeah. He's just one of those incredibly iconic characters. Oh yeah, Joker's money. The Joker's money. Yeah, absolutely. Big time. Well, he might be the he might be the most most well known superhero, um, you know, comic book villain out there. No doubt. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to find someone that was more well known than him. You know, mainstream wise. I, mean, I mean, even with MCU and all success of the Marvel movies, he's probably still uh, better known than the Marvel villains. Right. Yeah, because I'd say he's he's bigger than Magneto and Doom. Right. Yeah. I would think those are probably Marvel's two biggest. I I would say the the uh, the only Marvel villain that a lot of people would know, uh, because remember, Joker is known by everybody, not just us comic nerds, but like anyone who's not into comics also knows Joker. I would say the closest equivalent of that for Marvel, sadly, because of the movies, would be Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll give you that because the movie. And running a close second would be Doctor Doom. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is the Fantastic Four movies kind of tanked. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they were bad. They they weren't good. Well, I liked them, but we're not going to go there. Well, Doctor Doom was heavily featured in a lot of Marvel ca- cartoons as a villain. Yeah. Th- this is true, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. He he and Magneto were among the first of the villains to cross over and fight and, and, and go against uh, other Marvel characters other than their primary advers- adversaries, which was pretty cool because I saw him... Um, uh, the god awful 1978 uh, Fantastic Four 
cartoon with Herbie the Robot had um <laughs> oh my god and had um Magneto going up against the Fantastic Four and um he also went up against Spider Man and um I think Doctor Doom went um mess with the Hulk as well that kind of crazy thing it was pretty it was a, so, like, hey did you know Doctor Doom was the inspiration the for Darth Vader oh God no yeah. I had heard that. Yeah. I heard that too. Yep, Doctor Doom. Interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Olivia. Oh no, no, you're fine. I was just gonna say it's interesting when you look at them side by side. I don't know if it's the voice, if it's the weird mask, but I can kind of see I it. Can I kind of can. Yeah. And they both have scarred faces. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but but I think I think the thing that really sticks out between those two characters that have the, the shared common bond is they're malevolent as hell. Right. So let's mm-hmm. go back to Brave and the Bull because we're talking about Brave and the Bull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were. One of the issues for me that really did it for Brave and the Bull, I have it up on my screen here. I don't know if I can turn it around. I might try. Um, is, was this issue I bought? This is another one of those ones that I didn't care what the story was, what it involved. The issue cover had me hooked. Adam Strange, that baby. Batman, that was Brave and the Bull 161, Batman and Adam Strange. What, can you guys see that? Kind of. I, I really love the fact that um, Batman is sitting there doing the detective thing on the cover, researching, you know, the murder that's happened. And then that poster of Adam Strange, like, on the pole behind him. Yeah. Did you see um, Justice, um, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? I have not seen that yet, no. On that DVD is an Adam Strange short from Showcase. Remember they did the one for uh, Phantom Stranger? Right. They did one for Adam Strange. It is freaking awesome. Oh, maybe we're going to get uh, something from Adam Strange movie yeah. wise. Yeah. But so this is what, this is kind of about the time frame where I started buying this on a semi regular basis mm-hmm. because I also got the one with the Phantom Stranger. With the uh, the witch doctor in the front with the voodoo doll. With the voodoo doll, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> like, oh, that's a nice cover. Yeah. Um, so here was the thing about Brave and the Bold. It was a really great way to get some exposure to a character you didn't normally know. Yeah. The, the problem was, and I'm sorry, Eunice, I know this is going to you know hurt your heart, but Oops. every once in a while you get that one issue on the cover or on the newsstand, you'd be like, I don't care about this character, so you skipped it. <laughs> yeah, you skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no argument. No argument there. Yeah. Because like you know, it was like like say there was one uh with Lois Lane. Right. Where, oh, that's late in the run. And it's like why? Yeah, and it was like why? And it was just and I think the most interesting part of that story was that they were going up against Metallo and Metallo had fixed the kryptonite ray to where it could hurt a human being as well as a Kryptonian. Right. And that that was the only thing cool about that, that the thing that stuck out about that issue. But one thing I loved about the Brave and the Bold is that it gave us access to the Earth Two characters as well, because um, even though the Huntress was introduced in DC Special, I think number twenty seven, which was the origin of the Justice Society of America, she meets Batman. Um, um, the Silver Age Batman in the pages of the Batman family. And um, that led to team-ups featuring the Huntress, Starman. You find out, we found out more about Black Canary. And as um, the series was winding, well, no, I can't say that. Well, yeah, I guess it could. Because as the series was winding down back in 81, they teamed him up with the original Robin. Right. Well, that was do, one of the best issues. Well, they do that again because issue two hundred, when they end it, is Batman and Earth Two Batman. Earth Two yeah. Batman. So and, yeah, first and, first. and ironically, Jim Apero does not do the interior art for that, except with, with the exception of the cover and the preview to Batman and the Outsiders, which the book spun off in in nineteen eighty three, and with, and the first issue gave basically. Well, there was a, a scene where Batman goes to enlist the Justice League to rescue Lucius, and he and Superman tells we can't do it. You should understand. He said, don't I? And Batman gives the one statement that defines who he is. He says, I have heard the cries and the dying. The, vi- the, the oh, no, I'm sorry. I have heard the cries of the dying and the mourning, the victims of crime and injustice. I made a vow that I would avenge those deaths and to protect innocent lives. 
And if I fail to keep that promise, my entire life is a lie. Oh, yes. I think and I actually read that issue. Then the, um, Mike, when that's what sold me on Mike W. Barr right there. He took just one panel. He took, no, I'm sorry, one page. And he summed up Batman's existence, why he is, why he does what he does, and who he is in just that one page. And I said, this guy's freaking awesome. So go, going back here, because I just really loved some of the, uh, who they teamed him up with. So like the Flash, okay, great. Metamorpho, okay, that's the weird one. That's the, and that's the, the, the Bat Hulk in it. So it's got to be tied to Metamorpho shifting power, mm-hmm. uh, like Batman and Green Lantern, Batman and Hawkman, Batman and Green Arrow. Uh, then we go Spectre and the Flash and Aquaman and, and the Atom. And then 74, when Batman takes over as the main uh, lead, him and the Metal Men. Huh, that was an interesting team. Him and the Spectre, him and Plastic Man, which was the first Silver Age Plastic Man in 76. Him and the Atom again. Okay. Um, so like I said, a lot of these you're just like, R- really? Uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Batgirl. Sound like, uh, that's not going to be an interesting one. And then uh, the Neil Adams issue, 79, him and Dead Man. And then it's issue, issue 80, um, The Creeper, um, which is also the first appearance of uh, Hal Gramet. Ah. Uh, so, and then The Flash again, and then Aquaman, and then the Teen Titans, which at this point I'm pretty sure had gotten their own title, um, because remember, they also premiered in Brave and Bold. Him and Sergeant Rock. Okay, how you do that one? Because Sergeant Rock was World War II, World right? World War II. Um, and, they didn't, and the same thing with the Unknown Soldier and right. the Blackhawks. So let's see here. So the Sergeant Rock one was in 84, um, and then Green Arrow again, then Dead Men team, up, Wonder Woman. Um, Wildcat in '88, which is the surf, which is his first Silver Age appearance mm-hmm. for Wildcat. Phantom Stranger in '89. Um, Adam Strange in issue '90. Black Canary. The Bat Squad, first and last and only appearance of the Bat Squad. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I tell you how <laughs> they did 92. it with Sergeant Rock. What they did with Sergeant Rock with the um, Sergeant Rock in the World War II, they had the original Batman team up with him. Okay, that would make sense. Um, and then this one here, I got see, I got to find this one. Just how do they do it? House of Mystery. How do you team up a character with the House of Mystery? Um, that was actually reprinted in the oversized uh, um, tabloid book, Batman: Strangest Cases, where Batman went. He basically, he goes in the House of Mystery just to solve a crime, and Kane is telling the whole. I guess his name is Kane. Yeah, he's telling the whole story. The whole time, and there was one point where Batman gets poisoned, and um, they would then the, the guy was telling him, "You get the antidote is in this beaker. Choose one." And he looks up, and his vision is blurred, and the picture is pointing at the beaker that the antidote was in. That was pretty doggone cool. All right, so here we go. So House of Mystery, then Teen Titans again, then Plastic Man. All right, Smarty, he seemed like the original Batman. Issue ninety six, Sergeant Rock again. <laughs> um, is that the one with the battalion of doom? I, I don't know. I, I got a list. I don't have any because pictures. there was one where they inter- where they teamed them up with Sergeant Rock, and um, we got to see a pair Jim Apero be part of the story. They the, the battalion of doom was a group of um, mercenaries who wore hoods, who um, basically came in and held Jim Apero hostage and told him to draw it where Sergeant Rock, draw the story where Sergeant Rock kills Batman or else they were going to shoot him. So then we get Wildcat, Phantom Stranger again, Flash. Issue 100 was Batman, Robin, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and Black Canary. Then Metamorpho, then Teen Titans again. I just, it's really awesome when you look through this, all the different characters they teamed him up with and how many times they, oh look, 108. Sergeant Rock again, Smarty. How they do that one? Don't stop me, Ryan. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to go home and look at my um, look at my um, Legends of the Dark Ooh. Knight Jim Apparel um hardcovers. Now, see, here's one I did not know about. Now I'm going to have to find this one. Issue 109, um, the Demon Etrigan. Wow, Etrigan was always a cool character. So Very I don't really cool like to know character. how they did that. Um, I, I, I have right. one with the with the Talks Demon rhymes. Yeah, and yeah. Um, this one was where he actually turned, where Batman was actually turned into a bat by a sorcerer. Okay, might be related. Um, and then the Joker team up in 111. Um, issue 112 with Mr. Miracle is when they also went to the 100-page spectacular size, right. um, which I, they only did it for like four or five issues. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So like issue 117. Until 117. Uh, which is Sergeant Rock. <laughs> see, you're just going to hate me now because every time I look, I'm going to Sergeant Rock. Oh, no. Rock. Well, see, one of the good things about that Legends of the Dark Knight, Jim Apero, it's got most of the run, most of his run on uh, Brave and the Bold when he was doing it. Right. So that way I can go back and check it out. Oh, see, now here's here's where I actually started jumping on on a semi-regular basis because issue 119 was him and Man Bat. Oh, I love Man Bat. And then issue 120 was um, Commandy. And then the Metal Man again. And then Swamp Thing. And then Batman, Plastic Man, and Metamorpho. And then 124, say it, Enos. Huh? Sergeant what? Rock. Sergeant Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then Flash, Aquaman, Wildcat, Mr. Miracle again. So, like I said, there was... There was just some really great team-ups in here that you just would have never thought, oh, well, he teamed up with Etrigan again in 137. That's the one that I think that he, uh, where the sorcerer turns him into a bat. And uh, and the uh, sorcerer and Etrigan fight. Etrigan turns into a mongoose. And the, guy, and the guy turns into a snake and Etrigan kills him. Oh, here's one I really loved. I remember this one. 156, him and Dr. Fate. That was a great Don, one. The, the art by the late great Don Newton. So, yeah, some really great. You guys, uh, I'm sorry. I just kind of started reading we, down the list. Some of these really great one ones. Uh, What's we had that? To back to 132, Randy, where he teamed up, teamed up with uh, Richard Dragon. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Rich, Richard, from the, from the comic book, Richard, Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter. That just sounds like a comic book that I need to own. That was a very short-lived series, actually. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, just just but, the name of it. It sounds like something I need to buy. You well, may have... want to invest in that because that series introduced us to Lady Shiva. Oh yes, and you know what? That that was running at the same time that they was running Karate Kid, which confused the ever eleven you know what out of me because I was used to Karate Kid from Legion of Superheroes, but this was not the same guy. Really, I, it I, wasn't I, Val Armor. Well, wait a minute, it was Val Armor, but. He was in the past, but they never really adequately explained what he was doing in the past. I, I would have to go look. I got to look that up because I remember Karate Kid. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, um, it was pro- thought he had a cool costume. But also, and we've talked about this before. To me, the Karate Kid will always be Daniel Russo. So. <laughs> uh, issue 166 uh, was him and Black Canary. And they were taking on, the, the, taking on the, the Penguin. And that was the one where I had just been, like a few months before that, had done research into the whole um, seduction and innocent and the whole thing about bondage and headlights and, and women in, in underwear. And then right in the middle of the book, there's a panel of Black Canary tied up in a chair in her underwear. Yep. And, I, and I flipped it over, and there was a, a, a Comics Code Authority on right on the front. I'm like, well, obviously that doesn't matter anymore. Now it doesn't. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, yeah, Brave and a Bolt. It was a good book. You know, we should do this on Showcase, too, because Showcase had a lot of great yeah, knowledge as well. Yeah. Showcase was one of the biggest books of the Silver Age there in, in the beginning. It practically I, ushered in I, the Silver Age. I would make the argument that Brave and Bold was just as important as to the Silver Age also. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it ushered in. Well, gave us the Justice League. Brave and the Bold was definitely important, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if it was as important as Showcase. I, I got to give Showcase the upper hand here. Show, Showcase has a lot more... Um, Reintroductions of old characters in in new new uh, names and costumes and what have you. So, so, yep, this is actually good. I I gotta tell you what, Enos, I'm glad you mentioned this. Uh, I pulled this one up because oh, I started looking into this and reading. It. I'm thinking, wow, I did not know this about Brave and a Bold and all the things that went on in that book and and how it made a, a staple for DC Comics for years to come. Right. Oh, it's an important book. There was a lot of big time first appearances in there. Like I said, you get the first appearance of Starro fighting that minor league team, the Justice League. <laughs> um, you know, and there's there's all kinds of, of good stuff. All right. So that is all. There's just some really unique ones. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. I was going to say, if anything, I mean, there's it's almost like Marvel's What If series, just all the random team ups that they have. I mean, some of them I'm going through. Like there's Batman teams up with the unknown soldier. I want to find that one so I can read that. That's really interesting. I have that one. You're going to love that. Okay. It looks really good. Because that, because that's that's the earth to um, Batman. Hey man. Yeah. She wants to read it. (laughs) It's the earth to Batman. So that's why, that's because like a lot of people like you were asking, because I think there was some of those where, um, the Silver Age Batman were involved, but most of them was um, the um, the um, original Batman. And the Black Hawk one is um, 
is a good one too. Dave Cockrum from the X Men did the artwork on that. Wow, really? Yes, sir. How did they pull that one? He must not have been as committed. To the, he, had, he had not been. The, um, he, I think he had left Marvel at that time, but he had been working for DC originally because he used to do the backup for the stories for the Legion of the Superheroes and Superboy. Uh, oh, that, God, that's right. He did. Because I remember seeing the name and thinking, wait a minute, Dave Cockrum? The same guy. Yeah, okay. And 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 he, and then that, um, I think that um, Blackhawk, Batman and the Blackhawks is either 166. No, it's 167. It's the one after the Penguin one you were just talking about. Yeah, that's that's. I I was I, I almost brought that one in for show and tell. I was like, no, yeah. I'm pretty certain I've showed that one before. Yeah, I brought it in and showed it. Uh, all right, so that is all our time. Everyone, please remember, Madman does Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday from oh, six to moved. seven. You moved. We're moving to Thursdays at six to seven. Were you on Tuesday this week? No, I'm, so my show is actually moving to tomorrow. At six six to seven. Here so on who's filling your block on Tuesdays? I'm just curious now. Uh, black Lives Matter FXPG. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I will. So Madman does Shock Monkey Radio now on Thursdays. Yep. From six to seven here on FXBG Public Radio. Um, we have Facebook.com/slash Lost in a Long Box. We also have our Gmail address as well, Lost in a Long Box at Gmail.com. Patreon.com FXBG Public Radio. Stop in there, uh, throw some money because all the shows benefit from it. And then our Facebook groups, Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture. I haven't been to that one in a while. I'm sorry, Eunice. That's and fine. then <laughs> gather together the greatest superhero teams. All right. Next week, I can't remember what next week is. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I know coming up soon is going to be uh, talking about our favorite episodes of the Justice League cartoon. Right. So I need to find out when that is and, and give you guys like a two-week notice so you can watch them. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I don't think I've seen anything on it, to be uh, honest with you. I, I got them all on DVD. I'll let you oh, borrow yeah. them. <laughs> uh, you behind, man. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Oh, yeah. Everybody, Till next week, have a good one. Stay have safe. Have a good one, folks. Good night, everyone. Yeah.